Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Joanne White, Power Your Life Radio, and we want to send all prayers and healing energy to all of those people in who are under the siege of hurricanes and earthquakes and to all the people in need. So just take a moment to really send that out to, to everyone who needs it and, and with our blessing. Many of us wonder what happens when we die. Are our loved ones still in communication with us? Can we reach them? Can we hear them? Is there some way that we can receive valuable messages? I always say yes, because I do that. And actually, we have someone who is an incredible medium, Tracy Lee Nash, who is also an interfaith minister, a professional intuitive, a certified research medium, and the founder of the Good Grief Circle, as well as Within the Light, a metaphysical and wellness ministry that offers a variety of services, including spiritual support, intuitive readings, medium sessions with a focus on grief and the loss of a loved one, workshops, and more. Tracy volunteers her time for organizations to help further the understanding of afterlife science. She's been a professional reader for 30-plus years and has helped people globally, both professionally and personally, to bring clarity to their situation and their lives. As an evidential medium, she's helped individuals and families through their grief evidence of life after death. Tracy has appeared on numerous radio programs and conducted workshops, and as an inspirational writer, her various works have been published in greeting cards, books, and calendars with Blue Mountain Arts. Tracy empowers, teaches, and promotes the belief that we are more than just people. We are spiritual beings, not only meant to live beyond our five senses, but that there is a continuity to our existence which doesn't end even in death. Love that. Welcome, Tracy Lee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderfully now that you're here. (laughs) It's great. So... <laughs> we'll talk a little bit because I, I actually want to share a story with you because I, you know, my mother is deceased and she's been so for many years and she used to be able to turn the lights on and off in my house, which I believe, you know, again, I think it was her. And now, mm-hmm. now, you know, I, I see this beautiful white butterfly every day. When I look out my window, there's a white butterfly. When I get into my car, there's a white butterfly. When I walk, it's like, now it's not the same white butterfly, but I attribute that to my mother. Any Mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Uh, Sure. I think our loved ones 
um, communicate with us in many different ways, uh, butterflies, white, uh, yellow, monarch, leaving pennies, feathers. I think there's a multitude of ways that our loved ones uh, reach out to us to let us know that they're okay. Um, sometimes if we're dealing uh, with something difficult in our own lives, uh, they will do that as a way to reassure us that they're not far. You know, and, and sometimes I believe, uh, you know, even when we're not close to an individual, it doesn't mean that because we weren't close that they're still not going to watch over us or reach out to us and let us know that they see our triumphs or our struggles. So we, if we're open to it, which I know you're highly intuitive and, and mediumistic as well, these are the ways that you can communicate with the other side and how they communicate with you. You know, I, I just want to add to that because I think it's so wonderful whether we're having a dialogue ourselves or there's someone like you, a medium, who can help traverse the the, the time, space, continuum, whatever it is, to really reach out to them. And there's something so beautiful in that reassurance, in that connection that just, you know, for me, it goes beyond words. So tell us a little bit, like, how you got started. Was this something that you, you you know, did you pick this up at, when you were a child? How, how did it all happen? You know, I was very young. I was around four to six years of age when I started realizing that there were things going on that, um, I could recognize but maybe not quite understand. I would be in my room. I'd hear footsteps, um, you know, movement across the carpet. I would hear voices, not necessarily be able to make out what was being said, but I could hear things. And it wasn't until I was much older um, that I kind of started to investigate what you know, what these goings on uh, were really about. When I was eight, I had a neighbor who uh, was into palmistry, and I was introduced to palmistry, and really from that time, moving forward is where I became very interested in all things of a spiritual or supernatural nature, including mediumship, uh, intuition, uh, you know, intuitive development, a lot of things that um, I felt we all had but maybe didn't really exercise. So I would read voraciously. I would practice doing little exercises, and it really just grew. Um, I would read for friends, uh, sometimes family, but a lot of times friends, and then from there it really took off and I started reading professionally as a teenager, and it wasn't until actually several years later, I was in my very early 30s. So even though I had utilized my mediumship abilities and was utilizing my intuitive abilities, I really focused a lot more earlier in my, um, I guess, development stages, if you will, with intuition. And then my second oldest child uh, became very ill and she mm. had to go to the hospital. 
she spent a few days there, and we didn't get very good news because they didn't actually know what was going on with her. So I remember going to the chapel inside the church and asking for God's assistance, and I said this huge prayer, and I said, look, I will do, I will work for you in whatever capacity you need me to, just make you know, our daughter whole and healthy. And within about a day and a half from that time, we'd already been in uh, a day, um, so almost three days, she was released from the hospital. And about, I'd say maybe within a month to two months of that incident, all of a sudden, my mediumistic abilities just came into the forefront very, very strongly. And from that time forward, I've never really looked back. Um, I would hear voices very distinctly as opposed to when I was a child and I could hear them but didn't know what they were saying. It, you know, turned out to be years later during this incident where voices were more uh, clear to me, signs, symbols, the way that they communicated to me was incredibly sharp, and it just really became uh, something that I think moved me on an emotional level first and foremost because of that incident with our daughter, but also really tapping into this is something that I've been doing since I was younger, but not to the degree that I was able to after this incident. So it really opened doors, um, gave me a platform to really work from. And then that's how other things developed, such as the Good Grief Circle, which you mentioned uh, when we first began the program. So it's just really, you know, continued to grow and expand. And I'm very blessed to do the work that I do and plan on doing it, you know, until God calls me home within the light. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful story too because basically you you turned, you know, you you turned yourself over for this to to help your daughter mm-hmm. and you were heard. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, the whole like everything yeah. really right. Mm-hmm. So everything blossomed with that. You know, a lot. you mentioned something, and I think it's important, that we all have abilities. They may not be as intense or as strong mm-hmm. as yours are, certainly. However, they can be developed. And oftentimes people, you know, are wondering, well, what, how do I know? You know, people think that sometimes that they're getting messages all the time, like the, like the butterfly that I told you about and when mm-hmm. my sweet my sweet Siamese Selena died. You mentioned pennies. I was getting pennies everywhere I walked. There were pennies and, and you know, pennies from heaven. I think it, that was a sign from her telling me she was okay, too. But how do people know, firstly, aside from the development, how do they know that messages that they're getting or whatever, how do they know that they are from from loved ones or from heaven or whatever. How mm-hmm. do we differentiate all of that than, from, than, than those from our ego or from something else? Mm-hmm. Well, first I 
would like to address the fact that, you know, I believe that we're all born with uh, these abilities. And like you said, it, they may vary in the degree that they're used, how strongly they might be for some and not for others. But, you know, certain people don't have the corner market on being an intuitive or a medium. These are innate within each of us. But I do believe there are certain people that their life path is in that particular type of work. But that doesn't mean that, you know, outside of that, that nobody else has those abilities. We all do. So when you ask the question about, you know, recognizing if we're receiving something, let's say, from a loved one as opposed from something from ego, when you are maybe thinking of someone and shortly thereafter, which has happened to me a few times, you know, I walk to my car and there's a feather, you know, sitting on the roof of my car. Well, I was just thinking about my grandfather. Um, quarters, you know, is another one. Or various objects that you receive when they're from loved ones. Sometimes it's because you're thinking of them. But regardless, when you receive it, it's a feeling of elation, of love, of connectedness. There's nothing else driving it but really that pure love and connection. When it's ego, I don't believe it flows the same way. I feel you can sense that in your the heaviness uh, of your own physical body. So in other words, when it's light and fluffy or when it flows, that's spirit. Everything the opposite of that would be ego. So when you are experiencing something uh, that's amazing, you get a raise at work and you would love to share it with someone, but they're no longer here, and then you, you know, receive uh, a call on your phone from their number, but you know, they haven't had that number operating for a few years, things like that happen. That's a way to know that they're reaching out to you because, again, it's that pure connection, uh, pure love connection. So when it's everything the opposite of that, I would say a lot of times those are things that maybe we try really hard to find. You know, our eyes are on the ground. We're looking everywhere for an hour for a dime. You're probably going to find one. Yeah. You know, I and I think that's great. And and I think what's important is what you said, the feelings that we get mm-hmm. from receiving those messages. I mean, like like the the butterfly example. Every time I see that butterfly and it and it's it's just amazing. And it's part of, probably because I have been going through some of my own challenges, but it's mm-hmm. it's a feeling of hope. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling of a sense that that things are going to be okay. And to me, it's just very life-affirming and love-affirming, and I think that, that, that that's what makes it so special, too. For mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think you would get that same response if it was from ego because you, you, the shift is different in the body when it's, again, that light, uh, that flow, that fluidity, that reassurance different when it's from ego it's it's uh, i guess dense would be another way to to look at it but it doesn't feel the same and i think it's important to recognize that because 
um, not that you trick yourself into wanting to believe you received a sign when you didn't, but you do want to be able to discern the difference so that when you are developing your own abilities, that you are honest, that you're open and receptive to the way that the messages uh, come to you, how you react to them, and how you can keep those channels open in a positive, productive way. Beautiful. I think that's so important. Now, how do we, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of time to just talk Mm -hmm. about the development of our intuition, Mm -hmm. but you obviously have some beautiful tips for people that can help them start that process. Mm -hmm. So how can people develop their their intuition? Well, I think that the most uh, simplest and easiest way to do it is, first of all, to be open. Um, I believe in being a healthy skeptic because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything, right? So even me in the line of work that I do, people are surprised to hear that I can be um, skeptical about uh, things, and I can be. However, I'm very open, and I have a healthy sense of skepticism, but I'm very open and receptive. So if you walk into something and you absolutely do not believe that there is any extension of life beyond here, that when you pass and your physical body is gone, you're gone, that's it, there's nothing, Um, that creates a huge barrier. So you really have to start with being open and and uh, fluid in the sense that you want to be able to be as open as possible to the possibility that spirits live on, that that communication can happen. So being open is important. And then developing a routine. And I know a lot of people, not scoff, but a lot of people will say, well, I don't have the time to sit and meditate for an hour every morning before work. Well, you don't need an hour. Five minutes, ten minutes of doing some sort of, uh, you know, daily routine that gets you into a place of centeredness and grounding. So breath work, meditation, yoga. Um, You can do nature walks. Uh, Journaling is a wonderful way. Uh, to sort of open you up and channel the energy, because basically that's what you're doing. You're channeling the energy uh, through you and grounding yourself as a way to set that foundation. Uh, And it also increases your own energy. So the more you do things that are productive, the higher your energy resonates. Uh, Another thing I find personally important is actually our relationship to food. And a lot of readers won't talk about that, but I do have to mention it. When you have a healthier relationship with food and you're not, you know, drinking gallons of juice or sodas every single week, the more you nourish your physical body, the more you nourish yourself, mind, body, and spirit. So I'm not saying... If you have a you know, little sugar addiction, you're not going to be able to connect with a loved one. But when you are most in balance, 
is when your development is uh, a little more fluid and becomes easier for you, and that connection can be stronger. So it's a combination of different things. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, everything that you mentioned is so important. I do, I guess it's like a walking meditation. It, mm-hmm. I call it my power walk. And mm-hmm. and it's what, you know, it's, sometimes it's in nature, sometimes depending upon the time. It's around just my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it, it quiets the mind for me mm-hmm. and it allows me to kind of receive information. And, and it's it's just a beautiful, you know, again, it's something that I've been doing for years and it's just a beautiful way of connecting. Oh, absolutely. Now, I also think that messages are everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I teach that 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 you know that that we that the universe or our, our loved ones are very receptive to us. We're not alone, and that that they 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 listen and they hear us. So. There may be other ways other than finding the pennies and the dimes and and the um, feathers, like even hearing. I remember one time I was searching for something and I was watching some show and suddenly whatever answer it was kind of popped up through, you know, through the show. And I Mm -hmm. was just unusual, but I just felt, wow, that's it. You know, that's exactly what I needed. And, and And I took it. How else can we receive messages and and know that they are for us? Well, I think that's a great point. Um, But I also believe that you doing your kind of ritual of power walking and doing that sort of walking meditation has helped you be so open and receptive that perhaps you would have missed that message or opportunity to receive it if you, you know, hadn't been doing that. Um, Another way to be open uh, to receiving messages uh, that are for you or even for someone else, um, usually the difference is in the way that it's received. But if it's for you, when you go to sleep at night, we tend to be the most receptive when we're in our sleep state. So I always suggest having a notepad next to the bed you know, with something to write with, and asking uh, loved ones, um, you know, who maybe have a message for you to come to you in your uh, sleep state. And, um, you know, sometimes you might remember first thing in the morning, so you write down what it was. Other times you may be out and about, you hear a song, something you, you know, see on the television that sort of stirs that memory of what you received during the middle of the night. So then it hits you and you remember, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Uh, So I think, you know, that's one way uh, to do that if you are, which I'm sure you've had this experience where you may receive something, uh, but it's not for you. It's for someone else. And I think that can depend on maybe you've been thinking about that friend a lot and all of a sudden you know you see someone who looks like them or you hear the name which is the name of your friend and you can sense because again we're very intuitive uh, by nature and so you may sense oh there's a message in there I'm going to reach out and, and call them so I think it's 
it's various ways. It does not have to be, you know, again, through a feather or money. It can be a song on the radio. Um, For me, I was very close to my grandfather, so oftentimes I will look at the clock and it says 322, or I'm driving in the last three digits of the license plate, or 322. That was his birthday. So that's a way that he communicates uh, with me. So there, there are various ways, but again, you do need to practice, I believe, daily to create uh, a foundation for you to develop that that inner voice and that inner knowing, whether it's for your intuition, your you know developing your mediumship or both. I you know I totally agree. I think that we we have we can refine it, we can develop it. The more mm-hmm. we do that, the stronger the messages get, and the easier it is for us to understand and interpret them. Um, speaking of interpretation. So let's say a loved one is contacting us or we get or or we get some kind of a sign Tracy Lee how mm-hmm. do we know what it means mm-hmm. there are Great universal me- okay there are universal messages but again we don't want our egos to to misinterpret it based on what we want to hear as opposed mm-hmm. to what you know what's real so how do how do we get that level of discernment Mm-hmm. Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head. The first thing is is to really, you know, state out loud or within yourself um, that the message you're receiving is for your highest good. You know, if you want it specifically to reflect something that you need it to, it's not necessarily going to work the same way. So go in with an open mind. However, you know, for me, as an example, I will say, okay, for my highest good, she helped me to read the message in, in a way that's best for me. So it is true there are symbols that are universal. When it's something that's a little bit more specific to you, um, I think the, the best way to discern that would be uh, to, you know, pay attention, obviously, what is the symbol? How does it relate to you? How does it make you feel? And I know a lot of my clients will ask, well, how do I tell the difference between, you know, um, you know, one thing or the other uh, with regards to receiving a sign? And I always describe it as when you are looking at something in the way of a message, if it is not heavy, because that physical shift in your body is a telltale sign where it's coming from. The heavier it is, typically that is uh, ego. So when it's light, when your heart, you know, you get this real strong sense of just lightness in your heart, and it feels good, and the, the reaction is one that just feels very soft, that is uh, a positive way to read the symbol, and it really feels good. It doesn't feel scary. It doesn't feel heavy. When you get that more of a heavier shift and it feels like something that's thick or dense, a lot of times that's us reading into what we would like something to be. 
So I think part of discernment is practicing how something makes you feel so that you're able to become aware of whether it's something that resonates within you or begins within you as opposed to something that affects you from the outside in. Wonderful. I think that's so important. Now, you work with a lot of people and you help contact deceased relatives, friends from the other side. Can you share, I don't want you to share names, can you just share a a, a story with us about that? Sure. Um, A lot of my clientele, I would say, uh, for the most part, are pretty open, uh, you know, and I don't expect every person to come to me to be, you know, 150% open. Again, I do believe in a, in a healthy level of skepticism, uh, but I prefer someone who's skeptical as opposed to someone who's cynical. It makes it a lot harder to do a reading. Uh, but I did have um, a client, and she always comes to mind because of just the way the things unfolded during the reading. She had come. I've never met her before, but she had come with a another client that I had read for. So she came in, uh, and before she came in, oftentimes with every single reading I do, I just work off of the first name of the person I'm going to be reading. So I sit down, I write whatever I feel about them, the things that I see, um, individuals you know, who have passed and they're in spirit that are uh, coming into the reading messages they may want to share. And I have a lot of uh, information written down before the client gets to my office. She had come in uh, very nice, but she was nervous. Uh, She sat for quite a bit of the reading with her legs folded or arms folded, and I had to ask her several times to unfold her you know, arms and legs so that the energy would be able to flow more smoothly. And she was not the most open, and I could tell just in her body language, but I'd already written down several things to support that and read it to her when she came into the reading. I think that softened her a little bit um, because I had given her information about herself, the way her husband had passed away. Um, So, she did seem to relax a lot more. Well, towards the end of the reading, I was letting her know, you know, this is what your husband says. This is what he would like to let you know. And he talked about loving her and and some very specific things that, you know, I don't want to share in the reading. However, one of the things that he said was um, thanking her for coming because, He really wasn't expecting her, and, uh, you know, she vacillated back and forth. He had sent her a hummingbird, but he didn't tell me when it was coming. And while I'm reading her, I said, well, he would like you to know that when you see a hummingbird, that will be him. That will be him letting you know that he's okay and you're going to be okay. And as I'm telling her, I watch her eyes look (laughs) above my head and she's watching something. So I turn around out my office window and there at our window is a hummingbird. And she starts crying. 
I got very emotional. You know, I was expecting maybe a few hours later, not exactly during the reading. Uh, but I think he really wanted her to know he was there in the reading. He was okay because she was not able to be with him when he passed. And that it was a reassurance of his peace, but that he was with her. She left so happy and so much more lighter than when she walked in. And I really believe that Hummingbird was something that shifted uh, that um, energy for her because it was physical. She could see it with her eyes, and it just happened in the most <laughs> perfect way. And it really, really let her leave uh, my office with a much lighter heart and a much more open attitude about spirit communication. You know, that's that's such a touching, beautiful story. I could feel I felt myself tear up a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. We do have some people who who are going to ask some questions and um we may not be able to get to all of them and we may not be able to do readings today, so you'll tell people what's going on. But are oh. you ready to take the first question? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Hold on. You're on the air. Hello? Hi, this is Laura. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Laura. You? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do so you have a question so, for Tracy Lee? I do. I was wondering, I'm I'm looking for work starting next month or possibly November, and I was hoping you could tell me when you see me getting another job. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, because I'm, I'm not um, – going to be doing a lot of readings online. I will follow up with that in a little bit. But um, with regards to work, you, because I see the number two, you're talking about November, I would say probably no later. Uh, between now and November, you should find um, a position or a job. However, also because I see the number two, and Joanne, this is where we talk about symbolism and interpretation, uh, Laura, right. you may find that between now and November, you don't have one, but you actually have two uh, positions offered to you, perhaps at two different places. Uh, but that number two is significant for me. So I'm going to say that for me in the way that I'm interpreting that, more than likely it will be two opportunities that present themselves to you between now and November. Uh, I really don't see you going beyond that in the way of being unemployed. Oh, that's that's fabulous. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I get so I get thank you. Too. And, and I get pennies. I get lots of pennies, usually when I pull up in my vehicle. So, oh, that's wonderful. I, Can I ask, when you get your pennies, uh, who is the the first person that typically pops into your mind when you're seeing those pennies? Well, it could be my mom or my dad. Mm-hmm. But my It's probably my dad because my dad and I had a thing about collecting pennies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a thing for us, and we mm-hmm. them. And usually, when I'm worried about money or finances, 
I'll mm-hmm. pull up in a parking lot and I'll get out and there'll be a penny there. Um, I had gone down to Georgia to visit friends a couple weeks ago and they know about my thing with pennies. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we pulled, we went to church together on Sunday, me and this whole family that we went down there. And when we got out of the car, there were pennies on the side of the passenger, <laughs> not the passenger, the driver's side. <laughs> and my friend, who was skeptical, said, Laura, somebody, so somebody dropped a change purse, Laura. So then I walked <laughs> over on the other side of the vehicle, and there were pennies over there on the other side of the vehicle. So I said, oh, yeah, Dad. I said, they dropped a change purse twice. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you know what I love is not only are you open and that you believe, you know, in in the signs that you're getting, that that's a connection, you know, probably more so from Dad than Mom. But here are people who are very skeptical that are also witnessing these unfoldings. And I think it's great because – they get to see something uh, that you, you know, get every day or quite often, uh, and I love that. And I also love this is what's important when you receive things such as pennies or some other sign. The first person that pops into your head uh, when, when you know, you're receiving some sort of message, the very first person that comes to you or that you think of – that's usually a very, very strong indication that is who it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. I, and my dad Wonder. is a jokester, and he sometimes he'll mess with my car alarm. <laughs> and I, you know, he plays games, you know, and I know it's my dad because he's mm-hmm. do that I all love time. that. I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. You want to move on a little bit because I don't want to exclude Absolutely. other people. Thank you. And, and we other people. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you. you. Bye. Thank you, Laura. Bye. Bye. So, um, what's important is we have somebody else. Um, we don't have all that much time. Let's take another one and see what happens. Are you up for mm-hmm. it, Tracy Lee? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my phone call. Hi, who is this? My name is Anne. Hi, Hi, Anne. A question, not a reading question, but a question for Tracy Lee. Uh, Well, I actually, I'm not sure how to phrase it. I was interested um, if there will be a new boyfriend for me in the near future. You're interested in a relationship in the near future? Yeah, yeah like a serious one, like a boyfriend, okay. not just dating. Sure. Um, well, as soon as you ask that question, um, I uh, I don't actually see a strong, uh, solid, or committed relationship in this particular year. I feel like probably about the last year and a half for you, even as far back as 2014, I get a lot of what I call yo-yoing, whether that's in relationships or simply specific to things going on in your uh, personal life outside of that. Um, So anything solid or that has a really good foundation to it, I feel like you're looking at next year, 
Uh, I see the number four. So for me, that means beginning in April. Right now, you have a lot of yellow in your vibrational system, which for me means that you have to develop and keep consistently good, strong boundaries. In relationships, I... Yes. There, the person who's on... Okay, there was just all this background sound. It just stopped now. So, That's all okay. right. All right. So, no, no, um, it's better now. I, I turned it off. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, because I'm it was really me. disturbing. The, the, okay, did you get the message no, that no, Tracy no. Lee is uh, you? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's on again. Four, uh, so, you know what? Let me, Trace- let me just offer this. Uh, Joanne, anybody listening, anybody that's listening to the show and would like to have a medium or intuitive reading, you can go to my website at withinthelight.com, put in the subject line, Doc White, 20% off, and I will read uh, for those who contact me through the website, and I will offer you a 20% off a discount just for listening um, to uh, Joanne, uh, our show today, and, and just for tuning in in general. Wonderful. I appreciate that. So, You're welcome. Um, thank you, because we know that, that lots of people want to hear you. You're incredible, but they also have another vehicle to receive that. I have a question because we're mm-hmm. almost at that closing point. You were, t- you know, you were talking about numbers, four mm-hmm. and two, what comes mm-hmm. to you. And, and I've often, you know, had people read me, and often their numbers aren't right. They'll say four months or four weeks or whatever, and it turned out to not be within that time frame. Maybe it was, was four years. I'm just exaggerating mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. How does how does a reader know what how you know how to interpret those those numbers right well the messages uh, whether I'm doing an intuitive reading, which is basically taking information from the sitter, the person that I'm actually reading, uh, as opposed to doing a mediumistic reading where I take it from spirit, but either way, when you are receiving that information, there are different um, ways not only to receive the information but to interpret it. Sometimes that information can be off uh, for a few reasons. Uh, Sometimes it's the different levels of consciousness or dimensions that uh, exist beyond the one that we're currently in. And I do feel that what is used in the way of imagery or feelings, uh, you know, sensations and whatnot uh, can vary, but I think it's also in the way that we interpret what we're experiencing. So for me, um, even though I have a good track record, there's no one, no reader, whether you're a medium or otherwise, that reads 100% uh, accurate because there's so many Uh, There's a lot of dynamics to what you're doing, but for me, when I'm reading and I look at, let's say, numbers, which I receive quite a bit in readings, I typically will use those numbers as a calendar 
So if, for example, it were the number four and I see four people, that would usually indicate we're talking about uh, the person I'm talking with is one of four or they have four right. children. If it's a birthday, I usually see a calendar um, and there might be pink flowers or pink balloons, which would indicate their birthdays in April or on the fourth of the month. If it's a length of time, like four days, four weeks, four months, the calendar flips literally. So if it's a few days, it'll only flip to usually, you know, four pages. If it's weeks, months, years, the calendar gets bigger and, and grows. So a lot of times I use things that are within my frame of reference to right. interpret the way that I'm uh, reading it. But again, it's not always accurate. Like you said, you can be off on something uh, because the interpretation was incorrect. There was a different meaning. Maybe I'm not the reader to deliver that message, so it's not as clear. You know, there's different reasons why that can happen. Right, but but what you said was very important, Tracy Lee, and what you said is that you have particular signs. Yeah. Now, I know I used to get signs in my dreams, and, and a, a same sign would repeat itself that often gave me information about, you know, I used to always get a sign about a train or a car or whatever, and to me it was always about moving on or transitioning, mm -hmm. and it was always very accurate. So I think mm -hmm. that what you said is, you know, you're used to the signs that you receive, you work with them, and so it really helps to build that level of accuracy. It, absolutely. Right. We could go on forever because you're so wonderful and knowledgeable, but we do have to close. So tell our listeners, how they can get a hold of you and also how they could get that discount and anything else you want to share before we close. Sure, absolutely. Um, you can go to my website at uh, www.withinthelight.com or withinthelight.com and it has lots of information on there. Uh, for people to browse, including a really nice uh, resource page of different books and, you know, magazines and things that can help you uh, in your own life. So there's uh, different things to look at on that website. If you're looking for a reading, uh, because you are so wonderful and the work that you do and the platform that you provide, I would like to gift to your listeners uh, a 20% discount. So they can go to my website, and again, they can put in Doc White, 20% off. Um, just know I am typically booked about two to three months out. And wow. so if you're patient and you wait, you know, <laughs> your turn, uh, I will get to you. And, uh, uh, you know, just visit my site, and there are links to a lot of uh, useful information, including the Winbridge Institute and Forever Family, which are two uh, research institutes uh, that I volunteer my time for. Tracy Lee Nash, you are incredible. Thank you so much for all that you do for so many people, and it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest today. Thank you, Joanne. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, and perhaps we will talk soon. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks again. Take care. Yeah. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye, honey. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
So remember what Tracy said, go to her website, find out more about what she does, get more information to get a session with her, and be prepared to be wowed because she is incredible. So we're shifting gears, and next week I have Colleen Bridget Fitzpatrick, who's going to talk about counseling beyond talk therapy. She does a lot with music and a lot with other kinds of things, and she really has some great information. Remember that you have the ability to empower yourself, to power your life, even if it's just one small step every day to do that. And you also, as Tracy and I discussed, have the ability to access your intuitive gifts. So thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to Dr. Joanne, D-R-J-O-A-N-N-E, White, W-H-I-T-E, drjoannewhite.com. Find out more about what I do and also about upcoming guests and some free freebies for you. So thanks for joining us and have a beautiful, blessed day wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.